2 Samuel 9 1-11-27 Then David asked, Is there anyone left from the house of Saul to whom I can show kindness for the sake of Jonathan? And there was a servant of Saul's family named Ziba. They summoned him to David, and the king inquired, Are you Ziba? I am your servant, he replied. So the king asked, Is there anyone left of Saul's family to whom I can show the kindness of God? Ziba answered, There is still Jonathan's son, who is lame in both feet. Where is he? replied the king. And Ziba said, Indeed, he is in Lodabar at the house of Machir son of Amiel. So King David had him brought from the house of Machir son of Amiel in Lodabar. And when Mephibosheth son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, came to David, he fell face down in reverence. Then David said, Mephibosheth. I am your servant, he replied. Do not be afraid, said David, for surely I will show you kindness for the sake of your father Jonathan. I will restore to you all the land of your grandfather Saul, and you will always eat at my table. Mephibosheth bowed down and said, What is your servant, that you should show regard for a dead dog like me? Then the king summoned Saul's servant Ziba and said to him, I have given to your master's grandson all that belonged to Saul and to all his house. You and your sons and servants are to work the ground for him and bring in the harvest, so that your master's grandson may have food to eat. But Mephibosheth, your master's grandson, is always to eat at my table. Now Ziba had fifteen sons and twenty servants. And Ziba said to the king, Your servant will do all that my lord the king has commanded. So Mephibosheth ate at David's table like one of the king's own sons. And Mephibosheth had a young son named Micah, and all who dwelt in the house of Ziba were servants of Mephibosheth. So Mephibosheth lived in Jerusalem, because he always ate at the king's table, and he was lame in both feet. Some time later, the king of the Ammonites died and was succeeded by his son Hanun. And David said, I will show kindness to Hanun son of Nahash, just as his father showed kindness to me. So David sent some of his servants to console Hanun concerning his father. But when they arrived in the land of the Ammonites, the princes of the Ammonites said to Hanun their lord, Just because David has sent you comforters, do you really believe he is showing respect for your father? Has not David instead sent his servants to explore the city, spy it out, and overthrow it? So Hanun took David's servants, shaved off half of each man's beard, cut off their garments at the hips, and sent them away. When this was reported to David, he sent messengers to meet the men, since they had been thoroughly humiliated. The king told them, Stay in Jericho until your beards have grown back, and then return. When the Ammonites realized that they had become a stench to David, they hired twenty thousand Aramean foot soldiers from Beth Rehob and Zobah, as well as a thousand men from the king of Makkah and twelve thousand men from Tob. On hearing this, David sent Joab and the entire army of mighty men. The Ammonites marched out and arrayed themselves for battle at the entrance of the city gate, while the Arameans of Zobah and Rehob and the men of Tob and Makkah were by themselves in the open country. When Joab saw the battle lines before him and behind him, he selected some of the best men of Israel and arrayed them against the Arameans. And he placed the rest of the forces under the command of his brother Abishai, who arrayed them against the Ammonites. If the Arameans are too strong for me, said Joab, then you will come to my rescue. And if the Ammonites are too strong for you, then I will come to your rescue. Be strong and let us fight bravely for our people and for the cities of our God. May the Lord do what is good in his sight. So Joab and his troops advanced to fight the Arameans, who fled before him. When the Ammonites saw that the Arameans had fled, they too fled before Abishai, and they entered the city. So Joab returned from fighting against the Ammonites and came to Jerusalem. When the Arameans saw that they had been defeated by Israel, they regrouped. Hadadezer sent messengers to bring more Arameans from beyond the Euphrates, and they came to Helam with Shobach the commander of Hadadezer's army leading them. When this was reported to David, he gathered all Israel, crossed the Jordan, and went to Helam. 
Then the Aramaeans arrayed themselves against David and fought against him. But the Aramaeans fled before Israel, and David killed seven hundred charioteers and forty thousand foot soldiers. He also struck down Shobach the commander of their army, who died there. When all the kings who were subject to Hadadezer saw that they had been defeated by Israel, they made peace with Israel and became subject to them. So the Aramaeans were afraid to help the Ammonites anymore. In the spring, at the time when kings march out to war, David sent out Joab and his servants with the whole army of Israel. They destroyed the Ammonites and besieged Rabbah, but David remained in Jerusalem. One evening David got up from his bed and strolled around on the roof of the palace. And from the roof he saw a woman bathing a very beautiful woman. So David sent and inquired about the woman, and he was told, This is Bathsheba, the daughter of Iliam and the wife of Uriah the Hittite. Then David sent messengers to get her, and when she came to him, he slept with her. Now she had just purified herself from her uncleanness, then she returned home. And the woman conceived and sent word to David, saying, I am pregnant. At this, David sent orders to Joab, Send me Uriah the Hittite. So Joab sent him to David. When Uriah came to him, David asked how Joab and the troops were doing with the war. Then he said to Uriah, Go down to your house and wash your feet. So Uriah left the palace, and a gift from the king followed him. But Uriah slept at the door of the palace with all his master's servants, he did not go down to his house. And David was told, Uriah did not go home. Haven't you just arrived from a journey? David asked Uriah. Why didn't you go home? Uriah answered, The ark and Israel and Judah are dwelling in tents, and my master Joab and his soldiers are camped in the open field. How can I go to my house to eat and drink and sleep with my wife? As surely as you live, and as your soul lives, I will not do such a thing. Stay here one more day, David said to Uriah, and tomorrow I will send you back. So Uriah stayed in Jerusalem that day and the next. Then David invited Uriah to eat and drink with him, and he got Uriah drunk. And in the evening Uriah went out to lie down on his cot with his master's servants, but he did not go home. The next morning David wrote a letter to Joab and sent it with Uriah. In the letter he wrote, Put Uriah at the front of the fiercest battle, then withdraw from him, so that he may be struck down and killed. So as Joab besieged the city, he assigned Uriah to a place where he saw the strongest enemy soldiers. And when the men of the city came out and fought against Joab, some of David's servants fell, and Uriah the Hittite also died. Joab sent to David a full account of the battle and instructed the messenger, When you have finished giving the king all the details of the battle, if the king's anger flares, he may ask you, Why did you get so close to the city to fight? Did you not realize they would shoot from atop the wall? Who was the one to strike Abimelech son of Jerubasheth? Was it not a woman who dropped an upper millstone on him from the wall, so that he died in Thebes? Why did you get so close to the wall? If so, then you are to say, your servant Uriah the Hittite is dead as well. So the messenger set out and reported to David all that Joab had sent him to say. The messenger said to David, The men overpowered us and came out against us in the field, but we drove them back to the entrance of the gate. Then the archers shot at your servants from the wall, and some of the king's servants were killed. And your servant Uriah the Hittite is dead as well. Then David told the messenger, Say this to Joab, Do not let this matter upset you, for the sword devours one as well as another. Strengthen your attack against the city and demolish it. Encourage him with these words. When Uriah's wife heard that her husband was dead, she mourned for him. And when the time of mourning was over, David had her brought to his house, and she became his wife and bore him a son. But the thing that David had done was evil in the sight of the Lord. John 15 1-27 I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch not bearing fruit in me, he takes it away, and every one bearing fruit, he prunes it that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean by reason of the word that I have spoken to you. 
Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch is not able to bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, so neither you, unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. The one abiding in me and I in him, he bears much fruit. For apart from me you are able to do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown out like the branch and is dried up, and they gather them and cast them into the fire, and it is burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask whatever you wish, and to you it will come to pass. In this my Father is glorified, that you should bear much fruit, and you shall be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in His love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you and your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that one should lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends, if you do what I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for the servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends, because all things that I heard from my Father, I have made known to you. You did not chose me, but I chose you and appointed you, that you should go and you should bear fruit, and your fruit should remain, so that whatever you might ask the Father in my name, He may give you. These things I command you, that you love one another. If the world hates you, you know that it has hated me before you. If you were of the world, the world would love you as its own, but because you are not of the world but I chose you out of the world, on account of this, the world hates you. Remember the word that I said to you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you, if they kept my word, they will keep yours also. But they will do all these things against you on account of my name, because they have not known the one having sent me. If I had not come and spoken to them, they would not have had sin, but now they have no excuse for their sin. The one hating me hates my father also. If I had not done among them the works that no other has done, they would not have had sin, but now they have both seen and hated both me and my father. But this is that the word having been written in their law may be fulfilled, they hated me without cause. When the Helper comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who goes forth from the Father, he will bear witness concerning me. And you also bear witness, because you are with me from the beginning. Psalm 119 49-64 Remember your word to your servant, upon which you have given me hope. This is my comfort in affliction, that your promise has given me life. The arrogant utterly deride me, but I do not turn from your law. I remember your judgments of old, O Lord, and in them I find comfort. Rage has taken hold of me because of the wicked who reject your law. Your statutes are songs to me in the house of my pilgrimage. In the night, O Lord, I remember your name, that I may keep your law. This is my practice, for I obey your precepts. The Lord is my portion, I have promised to keep your words. I have sought your face with all my heart, be gracious to me according to your promise. I considered my ways and turned my steps to your testimonies. I hurried without hesitating to keep your commandments. Though the ropes of the wicked bind me, I do not forget your law. At midnight I rise to give you thanks for your righteous judgments. I am a friend to all who fear you, and to those who keep your precepts. The earth is filled with your loving devotion, O Lord, teach me your statutes. Proverbs 16 1-3 The plans of the heart belong to man, but the reply of the tongue is from the Lord. All a man's ways are pure in his own eyes, but his motives are weighed out by the Lord. Commit your works to the Lord and your plans will be achieved.